Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Turn to Deuteronomy. We are wrapping up a series. We actually started this January 1. We kicked off the year. We really felt this wasn't supposed to be just a new year, a new you, however you want to say it. This is really, we're looking for a new normal um, because we're ready to move on from what normal has been. God has more for us. Amen? And, and we say this uh, every week. We've said this. It's like those momentary times where we find ourselves of celebration and victory and peace and, and blessing and all those things need to become where we live, not just where we visit. Uh, but in order to do that, we have to break free from something that keeps pulling us back and holding us back. And so we've taken this whole month, and we're wrapping it up today, we've taken this whole month to really find out uh, through prayer and fasting and through the word, find out what is that, that that keeps pulling us back, that gravitational pull that keeps pulling us back to circle the mountain again to find ourselves with the same issues, same habits, same experiences over and over again so we can break free and find uh, our new normal that God has and so uh, today we're going to kind of wrap this up, and I want to let you know ahead of time, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to get through my messages as, as I can, uh, and then I'm trying to create some space at the end of the message, not at the end of the service, but at the end of the message. All we know to do is create environments for you to engage God. And so we're going to have a moment in our service where well, the worship team is going to come back up. I'm going to invite our altar ministry team up to the front, and we're going to lay hands on anybody that wants to come and have prayer. And I want to say this this morning, you know, why are you doing that in January? You're going to freak people out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, but that's what God put in my heart, and we believe in laying on of hands, amen? It is what it is, right? So I'm not going to shy away from, but I want you to know that we believe in taking time to, so God can meet you where you're at, where you're at. And if that means carving out time to pray a prayer of agreement, lay hands on someone in accordance with the word of God, it's not weird, speaky, crazy, or cultish, or any of that kind of stuff. I know people make it that way. Uh, but we work really hard to just pray and seek God and have those moments that we can, uh, with his presence and power, uh, have opportunity to connect with each other uh, through the presence and power of God and see change. And so that we're going to do that here. So in just a few minutes, as I get through uh, what I want to share is on my heart today, I want to give you a heads up, and, but know this, the ushers have already locked the doors. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and so, but you realize all we know to do is create environments, right? You determine what you get from God. We do the best we can to, uh, to follow the leading of the Lord to create that environment so everyone can enter in, but, but you'll choose. And uh, today I want to look at Deuteronomy, our, our foundational scripture, and I want to look at an aspect of God that probably is overlooked, could, could be a little bit a turnoff for some people just because of how it looks in today's world or how man makes it look. But let's start here. Uh, then, he turned, then we turned and set out uh, for the wilderness by way of the Red Sea. Out of, we got out of captivity and bondage. Just as the Lord had told me, and we circled Mount Seir for many days, and the Lord spoke to me saying, you have circled this mountain long enough, turn northward. I feel that is the message for Tree of Life Church. I, I feel for everybody, but especially if you call this place home. We are turning northward in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, we're breaking free from that gravitational pull. We're breaking free from those things that keep pulling us back. We're gonna find our freedom. But know this, it's not just a good word that you receive. It's not just a scripture that you study. It is the power of God that enables you to break free. Come on, someone, can I get an amen on that one? It is, it is, it is. You know how I know that? Because we've heard good messages our whole life and are still staying the same. It is a God encounter. And that just makes sense. And that's why we shop around and look around and we listen to all the podcasts we can listen to, we read all the books. But you cannot replace the power of God. 
And that is the one attribute of God that seems to be like there's, a, there's this thing because, and I understand it, we, we don't have a problem. We believe that God has power. We, we just kind of get turned off by it because of how people manage that, if you will. And a lot of it's man-made, and you've seen things, and I've seen things. I'm like, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really sure about it. And chances are it's probably not. And I don't, I'm not going to judge any of that. But I know God is a God of power. And he always intended for his people to walk in power. Why? Because you need power to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for your life. You need power to break through and overcome those things and moments that keep pulling you back. He never intended for his people to live a powerless life. Never. Why else would God send his son full of power to come to the earth? Why else would he send resurrection power to bring him up out of the grave and say that same power resides in you if we never use it? God didn't come and send his son just to show off so we could tell stories and so we could, you know, we could tell stories about what God did. He did it so we could, we could find freedom and walk in the power that he has and change the world around about us. It's time for us to connect with the power of God. Amen? And so I want to share a few things that I believe will help build and encourage your faith this morning. <clears throat> but I want to say this. You cannot shy away from the fact that we're not just our belief system's not just another set of good ideas. We're not just another argument or a better argument. We're not just another religion. We're not just another way of doing things. No, God comes with power to change the things in your life. And that's what sets our belief system apart from every other thing on the planet. There's only one true God full of power. God didn't come with life-changing breakthrough, break-free power, again, just so we could tell stories. Listen, I want to say this. Uh, from the very beginning of this church in 1981, August 1981, this church has believed in the power of God, and we could see uh, the result of that now today. Um, we've always believed that in order uh, to do what God has called us to do, we needed God's power. To do what God has called us as a church and as believers to do, we need to do it with God's power. We can't do it without it. And we've always sought ways to create a place, create an environment where people can experience miracles, signs, and wonders, the presence and power of God without being weird or getting crazy. <laughs> can I tell you, God's not weird and he's not crazy, but some of his people are. <laughs> and they were that before they got the power of God, so don't blame God for the weird and crazy, right? <laughs> and I'm not looking at anybody in particular, but you know who you are. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The mission statement of this church, if you do not know, is we exist to connect all people. Say all. All people to the life, love, and power of God. And we need to do a better, uh, a better job of making that out there for you to see. But we don't have a problem connecting with the life of God. We don't have a, con a problem connecting with the love of God. But come on, church. We need to connect with the power of God. We need to lean into the power of God, not just his life and his love. We need to lean into all he is and all he has and lean into the power. Matthew 10, 1 says this, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them, what's that word? He gave them power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. He gave them power. And the very last words of Jesus after he was, uh, went to, to be crucified and after he was buried and rose again in resurrection power, he walked the earth for about 40 days connecting, showing himself and uh, you know, meeting with people and freaking his disciples out by just walking through walls, which would have been super fun. And uh, all, all of a sudden, he is ascending to heaven. And the last words out of his mouth is this, gather in the upper room in my name, and listen to what his last words have said in Acts 1.8. You will receive, what's that word? Power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. There's a reason that you need to have power because you're supposed to live for me. I didn't come and show myself and, show and do all these powerful things so you could talk about stories of all the power I had. I did it so you could walk in the power I had and do the things I did. 
So people will know that there's a God in heaven that loves them. And so that's the power that we're supposed to walk in. And I think, I would go so far as to say this, I think if those were his last words, they may have been very important words. And he just wants you and I to walk in the power that he has. In fact, we can go beyond that. The scripture says, uh, he said, I came to operate in power to show who I am and then to give you the power to show who I am. Uh, Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 2, 3 through 5. I came to you in weakness. This is the apostle Paul speaking. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise, wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's what? Power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, training, experience, teaching, messages, series, but on God's power. Come on, somebody. The Apostle Paul saying, hey, I know I don't got what you need to get you over everything in your life. I'm going to do the best I can. And can I say that as a leader? I realize my words aren't going to change your life. And, 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 and the series and the message I bring, now there's power in the word of God. Don't get me wrong. And, and when I present that to you, I believe there's an anointing and a, and a power there. But Paul says, what you need is a power beyond that, beyond what I can give you. You need to experience a power that can only come from God and base your faith on that. So you can't come to church every week and just think like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear exactly what I need. You may or may not. I'm going to go to church because I know they're going to bring something. They're going to sing a song that I need for this week. You may or may not. But you know, you need God and he'll be there every day of your week. And he'll get you through everything you have, everything you face. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Paul says, I knew I wouldn't be enough. What I had to tell would, what wouldn't be enough for what you're facing, the breakthrough that you need from the things that are pulling you back. He says, my message and my preaching were not enough for you. Just to say, okay, you talked me into it, that's great, but unless you have the power to live it, you're gonna be pulled right back to where you were. He said, that's why there's a power greater than me, that's God, that we build our faith upon, that our faith rests on God's power so we can experience God's power. And it's like the blind man in the scripture where um, uh, Jesus healed him and it was the Sabbath and the religious leaders were upset and called him in like to interrogate him and like, hey, like it was a bad thing. Hey, bring that guy in. He was blind, now he can see. Get him in here. <laughs> it's like thing, this kind of thing. What's wrong with you? And uh, you know, he says, was this, Jesus, was this person who healed you was he the son of God? And the blind man says, I have no idea. Here's what I know. I was blind and now I see. You decide, right? I was one way and now my life has been changed forever. He touched my life and I'm never the same. And listen, we've worked hard to present this series to you and all the things that we feel that the Lord wanted us to bring. We, we, we spent time strategically. We, we've taken 21 days of prayer and fasting and, and, and we've had a night of worship, which was incredible, by the way, Friday night. We had uh, 425 or so people and the presence of God was so strong and tangible. And yesterday morning, we had a, a, a prayer time, people online, I think like 170 online. We had 100 people present on the property. And in fact, in our prayer time, we, we, we prayed for about 30 minutes and we released half the people out to the main lobby, half stayed in here. And listen, you know what we did? We went through every single chair and we prayed over it. We thank, thank you, God, for the power of God that falls upon whoever sits in this chair on Sunday morning. Wherever you're sitting today, the seat that you're in today, somebody, yesterday, somebody laid hands on that and prayed for the power of God to be present, to change your life, whatever you're facing. We prayed over everything out in the main lobby, the gathering place. We walked and we anointed it all. We prayed over it all. And that might seem weird to you, but let me say that's Bible. And then listen, we even, we even, we had people even go into the throne room. Yes, we prayed over the men and women's restroom. Yes, we did. Some of you spend a lot of time in there. 
And that's why we don't pipe the, serm, the service into the ladies' restroom, ladies. That's why you wait. Because that nice, those nice couches in there. It's like, no, you need to be in here. <laughs> Listen, we, we know everything. Ask God. We ask God to send his power. Because what does it matter if you come and you don't connect with God's power? Because you still got to go out into a world that's against you. So, man, we bombarded heavens. We had everybody come up at the end. We had 100 people standing up here symbolically at, at our altar. And I know we don't call people up to the altar for our, our salvation. We're going to call people up for prayer this morning. But listen, we uh, symbolically seen, seen eyes through eyes of faith, the power of God to change lives. Uh, we, we, we had everybody turn around. and had everybody up here face those seats and see through the eye of faith that every person, every marriage, every family, everyone that has sickness and disease, everyone that has an addiction, everyone that needs God, that the power of God will be here today to Break those chains. We did that because we believe in the power of God. And we need the power of God operating in our lives. Paul says this in Ephesians 1, 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, listen, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know him better. You need the power of God to have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You need to know him. You need to know him. So when you come into this place, you know him and you can grab what you need from him from his power. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. You need the power of God so the eyes of your heart will be enlightened in order you may know the hope he's called you to, the riches of his glory inheritance in his holy place, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Power, incomparably great power. Not just great power, but a power beyond compare to the things of this earth for us who believe that you and I who know Jesus is Savior and Lord. And if you don't yet, you can and will by the time you leave today. And that power, that incomparably great power, not just great power, that incomparably great power is the same mighty strength that he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. There was no greater expression of God's power than that which has raised his son up from the grave. It's that power that is available for you and I. And you may not believe it because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's not so. Because it's very clear in the word of God. It's that same power, resurrection power, the same power he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. That's the same power that lives and dwells inside of you. There has to be a day where you come and you grab it, you believe it, and you come and today's the day I believe that you grab it. And you grab it for yourself. And every day we rely on the fact that we can't do this without his power, but his power is present. And see, for a lot of people just going to church and even just believing in God, that some of us might just say, is this all there is? And I would say, no, you haven't stepped into the power. And people will say that because they don't know and they haven't experienced the power of God. That's what separates it from everything else. And we read these amazing stories in scripture and miracle upon miracle upon miracle and we wonder where they are today. They're here, he's here, his power is here for us. We just gotta grab it and walk in it. We gotta believe it. Because here's the reality, we don't want a form of Christianity, a form of godliness without the power that keeps us circling the mountain over and over and over again, pulling us back. Listen, John 14, 12 says this, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified and you may ask anything in my name and I will do it. John says, you need to have an attitude of yes. Yes. 
instead of a no. He didn't go to the Father so you could tell stories about him the rest of your life. He went to the Father to conquer sin so you could have the same power that lived inside of him living inside of you to do what he did and even greater things. And I just want to be a church that looks like Jesus. And if that runs people off, so be it. Because I'm here to please my Father. And I'm here to bring everything that I can from the Word so you can walk in the victory that he has for you and the power that he has for you. Acts 10, 38 says this, New Living Translation, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God is with you. He has anointed you with power to what? To do good, to do what Jesus did. And listen, I wanna say this morning, if you wanna, you wanna say, come on, pastor, come on, the power thing, it's not, it's not for today. You, you got to me too late. You can't convince me otherwise because I've seen it. I mean, I've personally seen it. I've personally experienced it. In fact, I remember a time when I took a group here years ago, young adults to Peru, and I had someone come and stand in front of me in the prayer line with blind eyes, and God opened them. I had someone come up on the walker in front of me, very obvious what their problem was, and I was looking for the missionary to come because I was worried, like, hold on a second, let me go get you somebody that can pray for you. And no one was available, and I prayed for them, and I don't do the healing, but God's power was present to heal. And they left the walker at the altar. It's too late for me. I'll never doubt, I'll never turn back. I've seen too much, I've experienced too much. We go to India, and we're going to go to India for the first time here soon since uh, all the COVID, and, and the brother's there, and we'll bring a report to you uh, next week uh, with our generosity part of our Go messages. And in India, they live in an area that's closed, and there's persecution, and by threat of death and martyrdom, uh, they bring the gospel. But you know, they can't go into a village and preach, and they've opened up 86 villages for the gospel by going in there and saying, is there anybody sick in here that we could pray for? Who's gonna say no to prayer? And God shows up and does miraculous, and the whole village comes to God. They don't even preach a word. They don't have to sit down with them with the Bible when they're steeped in Hinduism or they're Muslim. They don't have to sit down and have this real theological discussion trying to convert anybody. They just lay hands on the sick as the Bible says, the power of God comes and the whole village gets saved because you cannot reason, logic, argue away the power of God. You can't. You can't. Pakistan, we've been doing Zoom Pakistans. Uh, yeah, to, to, Zooms to Pakistan. We've been doing a number of things for about a year and a half, and I've been doing Zoom crusades. We've been doing Zoom crusades where they go into a village that's never heard the name of Jesus before. And on a screen or on a sheet, they project the image of uh, either myself or one of our pastors standing in our studio. And, and it's morning here, it's night there, and there's a translator, and everything, you know, it freezes. The, the feed free, freezes or drops out and comes back on, and you never know how you can get through it, but you do somehow. And you preach the word and you pray for the sick. And I, the last Pakistan, a Zoom village crusade we did, a remote village, I wanna read you this. It says, greetings to you, dear pastor. What a blessed time uh, that was. We had over 98 souls get saved. And many people were standing outside and hearing the word of the Lord. One woman who has an issue in her feet and she was unable to stand up on her feet, and she got healed and was able to give testimony. One lady who had an issue of her hand, and her hand was not moving, and she was able to move her hand, and she gave testimony. And one person who has an, who has an issue with tumor had his tumor, and it was gone, and he got healed and was able to give testimonies. That's the power of God. 
Over, over 76 testimonies took place, and other testimonies were different kinds of body pains that got healed. And all we were was here in New Braunfels, Texas, Tree of Life Studio, preaching the word of God and praying for the power of God to touch those on the other end. We weren't there even in person. That's the power of God. It's real. And it's here for you. He's here to break you free, break you, break through those things, those barriers, while also break free from those things that keep pulling you back and circling the mountain again and again. It's his power. I'm telling you, God's power is real. And the only role you play is believing it. He does everything else. And the only role you play is daring to believe. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose yet, everything to gain. By just believing God is who he says he is and he can do the things he says he can do. That's our only role. God is not a formula. God does things the way he wants. End of story. Why does God heal some and not others? Because he's God. And when you get to heaven, you can ask him. And my, my bet is when you get to heaven, you'll say, oh, I get it now. I get it now. I have complete confidence in my God today. And we have one role in this power thing, one role in this miracle thing, and that is faith. And let me say this, faith is just your attitude, having an attitude of yes instead of no. Having an attitude of yes instead of maybe. Having an attitude of yes instead of I hope so. Having an attitude of yes instead of please. Having an attitude of yes. It's an attitude that says, I don't know when he does it, how he does it. I just believe that he does it and that's enough. And I'm gonna trust God and give him all the glory. I wanna give you real quick, and then we need to get into our time of prayer, out of a passage in Luke 18, I'm gonna give you five things that will help you today, help you operate that faith. Real quick, I need to give you these so we can have time to pray. Okay, Luke 18, 35 through 43, New Living Translation, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road, and when he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked, what's happening? And they told him that it was Jesus, uh, the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they shouted back, be quiet. The people in front yelled at him, but he said only louder, that's easy for you because you can see, but I can't. He didn't say that, but that's my interpretation. Okay, uh, <laughs> son of David, have mercy on me. Even louder, I love that. Like, yeah. All you seeing people, be quiet. I'm gonna get loud. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him, and the man came near Jesus, and Jesus asked him, uh, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I wanna see. I love that, I mean, it was probably obvious. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your what has healed you? Your belief, your attitude, your yes and not your no, your yes and not maybe, your yes and not hope so, healed. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. I wanna give you five things you can do. Number one, be passionate. God loves passion. God's looking for passion. And at some point we need to go all in. We're not here to play a game. We're going all in. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me. When you seek me with all your heart. Go all in. What do you have to lose? You know, today I'm going to shout and cheer for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to give them a shout out because last week I did for the Cowboys and looked how that turned out. <laughs> but listen, I'm going to yell and shout and scream for a whole group of men that don't even know who I am. Why do I stay silent for the one who created me? I'm gonna give God my praise. Number two, be persistent. Be persistent. They said be quiet, and he said, no, I'm getting louder. 
Well, what if I don't get my breakthrough? Then tomorrow, believe God for your breakthrough. What about then? Then tomorrow, the next day, believe for your breakthrough. Luke 18, 1 and verses 7 through 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable. I don't have time to go through the parable, parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Don't give up. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? Will he find a yes instead of a no? Will he find a yes instead of a maybe? Will he find a yes instead of I sure hope so? Will he find that? Be persistent. Be precise. And Jesus asked the blind man, what do you want? Well, I want to see. Well, it was obvious. Tell him what you want. James 4.2 says this. James 4.2 says this. You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. You have not because you ask not. Be precise. And here's what I'm going to mean by this this morning. When you come up and you have someone pray over you, lay hands on you, agree in prayer with you, or you do it at your seat or you do it at home, however you want to do that, when you come and do that, just don't ask for breakthrough. Just don't ask for breakthrough. Tell them what's keeping you circling that mountain again and again. And you may not want to say it to a person. I get that. But listen. Whatever that is that keeps pulling you back, that gravitational pull, whatever that is, tell them you want to be free from that. Be precise. Number four, be positive, be positive, be positive. Jesus said your faith has made you whole. Have confidence in God. Have a yes, we've gone over that again. Have a yes attitude. What do you have to lose? Nothing. And everything to gain. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says this. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Amen. Be positive. Have a yes. And last thing is this. Be praiseful. Be praiseful. Give God praise. Uh, Bartimaeus uh, praised him and the people did too. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 says this. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God with thanksgiving, your request. You praise him and thank him for it, even if or when you don't have it. Why? Because it moves your faith. You start thanking him and praising him for it, even when you don't see it, it moves your faith. That's pretty bold to thank him for it, even when you don't have it. But here's what I know about God. God likes a little bold. He likes his kids to be bold. He likes it when you know who your father is. He likes it when you know who your God is. And so you can say things even though it hasn't happened yet because you know who your God is. He likes it. Thank him in advance. Okay. That's on your live notes if I went too fast for you. Let's all stand to our feet. This is not to make anybody feel uncomfortable, I think. And let me, let me, I'm gonna give you a few instructions. And, and whether you feel like you've bought into this or not, that's, that's up to you. Listen, that's up to you. My job was just to present it. You determine what you walk in. But here's what I want. Let's all maintain a positive attitude here. I mean, don't, don't take this time. Service isn't over. Don't slip out because you might be trying to scoot down a row when someone's believing God for a breakthrough. And you might distract them. So we're gonna do some time of prayer for just a minute and be patient. It might run a little bit long, but be patient. That's okay for what we want God to do. It's okay. And then after this, we're gonna get everybody back to their seats and then we're gonna give an altar call. The greatest miracle of all, the greatest outpouring of God's power is to change a life from death to light, from hell to heaven. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.